Welcome to the Black Emporium Archive, the source for all your Dragon Age lore needs and probably some questionable gossip and speculation. In this place between words, we'll spill all the secrets of Thedas and beyond. Uh, to be honest, Xenon would not be happy to know I'm giving this stuff away for free, but it doesn't pay me enough to keep me silent. To be perfectly honest, it doesn't pay me at all. So, make yourself at home and do not antagonize Chauncey the tiny bear. He may be small, but in Ips. How did the story of Thedas begin? How did everything come to be, huh? The land, the seas, the sky, the fade, spirits, demons, the waking world, the people living in it. Well, it depends on whom you ask, as it is for many cultures and world, in reality and in fiction, the people of Thedas have an explanation to the genesis of their world, and it involves a divinity called the Maker. Let's get something out of the way so no one feels the need to bring it out later, okay? Religion, heresies, cults and beliefs in Dragon Age are heavily influenced and inspired by real-life historical references. The Dragon Age Maker has many resemblances to the god of monotheistic religions. Andraste is a Theodosian version of Joan of Arc, mixed up with a little Jesus, and there are plenty of similarities between the Kuhn, the Elven Pantheon, the Ava Gods, and existing cults, philosophies, and beliefs in our world. With that out of the way, let's dive into the beginning of this episode, of this topic, and of the world of Dragon Age itself, according to the most common religion in Thedas, Andrastianism or the Fate in the Maker. The Maker is a deity worshipped by the Chantry. He who quite literally made the word the wellspring of all, the creator of what is. It is a deity referred to as Meo, and the prophetess Andraste, who inspired the foundation of the Chantry, is believed to be his bride. Not much is known actually about the Maker, apart from the fact that he is omnipotent, omniscient, he created all things, and that includes the Fade and the Spirits. The Maker, according to the Chantry, turned away from his creation because of the faults and the sins he saw in it. He will not answer prayers, grant miracles, or intervene in any way until his children will prove worthy of his attention once again. So, let's take a closer look at what happened and what we know about the Maker, his prophet Andraste, and the history of the word of Thedas. There was no word for heaven or for earth, for sea or sky. All that existed was silence. Then the voice of the Maker rang out, the first word, and his word became all that might be, dream and idea, hope and fear, 
endless possibilities, and from it made his firstborn. And he said to them, In my image I forge you. To you I give dominion over all that exists. By your will may all things be done. Canticle of Threnodes 5 According to the myth and to the faith, the maker created the fade, and from the fabric of the fade itself, he made the spirits, his first children, created in his own image. Then, at the center of the fade, he grew the golden city and sat upon his throne, awaiting the wonders his children would create. Unfortunately, the maker was quite the demanding parent, and his children disappointed him pretty soon. They spent their time praising him and rejoicing in the world he created for them. They quite literally were made of the same stuff dreams were made of. They were too much in sync with the fade, full of joy, but incapable of creative thinking, and were too much alike the city itself. They shone, we could say, of reflected light, and the maker was not satisfied with them. So he decided the problem was that the spirits lacked a soul, and were for that reason incapable of being original. So he turned away from the fade and went off to create the waking word, a physical one, Thedas, and all its inhabitants. After that, the maker put up a barrier between his first creation and the waking word to separate the two realities so that his first children and his new creation could not come in contact. And so, the word of Thedas, as we know it, came to be, with the veil separating the fade from the physical word, and spirits living on one side, while the maker's second children moved their first steps on the other. The maker once again sat on his throne in the Golden City, awaiting to see the wonders his new children would create, and the magnificent things they would accomplish. But what the maker did not realize, and that was quite the oversight for an all-knowing divinity, was that it was still possible for the creatures of the Fade to see into the world, and for the people of Thedas to dream and see the Fade. The veil was in place, but the spirits grew jealous of the living, and that caused trouble. So we come to the original sin. What happened is that spirits became jealous, became suspicious, and some of them turned into what we now call demons. The first among them to become malicious was envy, and following his lead, the demons started to whisper to the living. They whispered through the veil, convincing the living that they were 
actually their true gods, the original divinities who had created them. The spirits claimed to be the old gods and demanded to be worshipped, that the living bowed before them. Eventually, the living summoned them through the veil and they took the form of seven dragons, winged gods to rule over the world, and they started to turn humanity away from the Maker. The living, mostly humans, as you will see, the Chantry is mostly focused on humans and rarely acknowledges the other races into its doctrine, and we are telling the tale of the Chantry right now. So the living bowed to the new old gods and committed what is called the original sin. The Maker was not happy. He cursed the old gods, imprisoned them in cages, entombed deep down in the bowels of the world where they would lie eternally and forever be imprisoned asleep and forgotten. After that, he turned away from humankind, deeply angered and disappointed, and he left the Golden City, his seat of power in the Fade. He just left. He disappeared, and Thedas was left to its own, more or less. The fact is that the old gods, even from their prison, still had the ability to influence the people of Thedas and they kept whispering until they transmitted part of their knowledge to them in the form of blood magic. It is worth pointing out once again that this is the story as told by the faith, as conveyed by the Chantry, and that even if there are some points that have an historical correspondence and are actually documented, we have really no idea of what happened, what really happened. There is no proof of the existence of the Maker in the Dragon Age world, and it is intentional. We, as players, don't have any certainty about it either. It could be a metaphor, it could be a religious interpretation of physical phenomena, it could be the corruption of another religion or magical events, or it could be all true. We know there are incongruences between what we discover in-game and reading the various sources as books, comics and codex entries, and the story the Chantry has preserved and passed on as truth. There are some historical accounts that could trace the moment when the old gods began whispering to humanity from the Golden City in minus 2800 ancient, 300 years after the arrival of humans in Thedas. These humans were Neromenians, tribes of men who worshipped fallen heroes, reborn as dragons. There were dreamers between these people, and by dreamers we do not mean simply people who had a vision or who could think creatively, but people who dreamed lucidly, we could say, 
and had the power to basically dream intentionally. We will talk about that on another episode. And these dreamers, they became the first priests of old gods, learning magic from them and becoming leaders of their tribes. The cult of dragon heroes became one with the cult of dragon gods, and the story went on that way. There are scholars who think the old gods could have also been simply dragons, but so powerful and immense that the people of Thedas were intimidated into worshipping them. Nevertheless, what the Chantry tells in the Chant of Light is that the teachings of the old gods whispered from their prisons first reached the Neuromenians and centuries later the people of the Tevinter Imperium. And the men of the Tevinter heard and raised altars to the pretender gods once more and in return were given in hushed whispers the secrets of darkest magic. Canticle of Trenovis 5.11 Some of them became incredibly powerful mages with blood magic on their side and all the knowledge and power they had collected and decided it was time to assault the heavens and see if the maker really was gone from his golden city. Once again, the maker did not take that well. And we come what it is called the second sin. In the year minus 395 ancient, seven magisters from the Tevinter Imperium decided to breach the Golden City and enter the Fade physically to get to the fabled throne of the Maker. These magisters were high priests of the old gods they were called the Magisters Sidereals, each one of them leading the cult of one of the seven, and each one had a title to go with the old god they served. Two of them are already well known to those who have played Origins and Inquisition and are the conductor of the Choir of Silence, High Priest of Dumat, also called Refuse, a word that in Greek literally means choir conductor, and the only one we actually know by his proper name as well, thanks to a war table mission in Inquisition and thanks to Dorian, his name is or was Cetheus Amladaris. Then we have the architect of works of beauty, high priest to Urthemiel, a character that we get to know during the events of Dragon Age Awakening and who is central to the plot of one of the novels, The Calling. The other five were the Watchmen of Lusakan, the Forge Rite of Toth, the appraiser of Andoral, the augur of Razikale, and the madman of Zazikil. All the pronunciation of the names of the old gods are probably not right, but 
you know, they do not speak to me for some reason. The first one to actually plot the assault to the Fade was Corypheus, but he soon realized he couldn't do it on his own and searched for help from the architect. The power needed to actually succeed was even more than the two could muster together, and so they involved the other five priests. It took them an incredible amount of magical support from their acolytes, a tremendous quantity of lyrium, and a horrifying amount of blood sacrifices. Hundreds and hundreds of slaves were slain to rip open the veil and allow the magisters to enter the Golden City. Tales of what happened next differ depending on the source. In the Chant of Light, kept by the Andrastian Chantry, it's said that the pride and hubris of the Magisters tainted the Golden City, turning it black, and that the Maker violently cast them out and down. The Imperial Chantry, the Tevinter side of the cult, says that when the Sidereal entered, the Golden City was already black and in ruins, and that they only discovered the horrifying reality. When the events of Inquisition take place, Corypheus himself says that they found only chaos and corruption, dead whispers, and that the throne of the gods was empty. Whatever happened up in the Fade, the Magisters were returned to Thedas without the power and the glory they were looking for, but with something they would later spread to the whole world. The Taint. They became the first Darkspawn. According to the Canticle of Silence, after they failed attempt, the Magisters fell down to Thedas, leaving a trail like a great comet and crashed down where the ruins of the ancient city of Barindur stood. There, the Archon, the leader of the Tevinter Imperium, confronted them in a great battle. In the end, with the aid of spirits from the Fade, he scattered the seven to the corners of the world and down in the bowels of the earth. The chant says that the first darkspawn burrowed, and in the deep they started to search for their old gods. The gods who had betrayed them, those gods that had taken the form of great dragons, and had inspired them to seek the Golden City and promise them glory and power once there. It's not explicitly said that they found them, but soon after the fall, the first blight broke out. The Maker, once again, had fallen silent and had decided to leave his children this time for good. It will be only many years later, in a world poisoned by the blight and dominated by war, that the voice of the Maker 
will be heard again. By a young girl, the word of Thedas will soon get to know as Andraste. The Stone Golem at the entrance would like me to tell you that the music for this episode was provided by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. The voices are all mine, and so are all the mistakes, unfortunately. See you next time. Thank you for visiting the Black Emporium archives. I will have a word or two with my assistant. Close the door on your way out, would you? And mind Chelsea!